Hello and welcome back to the Finlay Carmichael PT podcast. Today I was joined by Aoife, an online coach and sports nutritionist based over in Australia now, but originally from Ireland. And we talked about all the sort of problems her clients may get with their nutrition. And we talked about how she might deal with that and and sort of coach them through the nutrition aspect of things. So I know this is going to be massively beneficial for a lot of you listening. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy and here's our conversation. Aoife, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well. What have you been up to today? Just been working, so I had my client check-ins. I'm working fully online, so uh, client check-ins on Monday and Tuesday, get everyone set up for the week, and I've been to the gym to do my workout. So I'm just home now, and it's 8 p.m. here, so just finished dinner. Cool, and just tell the listeners whereabouts you are. So yeah, I'm in Brisbane, Australia. I moved here uh, seven years ago now, which is crazy, time flies. <laughs> I'm originally from Kerry in the south of Ireland. Nice, good. And how how are you finding life in Australia? Oh, I love it. So people always find it really funny when they ask me um, why I moved here because I used to watch Home and Away growing up. And <laughs> it's like a major part of the reason that I moved. <laughs> I remember watching it and just thinking, what a lifestyle, live by the beach, constant sunshine. Um, so yeah, lives up to the expectations. And I, here. Yeah, I was going to say, I was living up to the expectations. That's good. Except I don't live by the beach, which is like, um, I've gone a little bit wrong there, I must say. <laughs> Messed up. I'm um, living along <laughs> by the beach, but it's only an hour to the beach, so not too bad. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, so I thought we could just have a chat. And well, first of all, if you just go, if you could tell listeners like a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, and just give them a sort of insight. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Aoife. We'll start with that because that confuses everyone with the spelling. Yeah. Irish name uh, pronounced like FIFA without the first F, I always say, because <laughs> here in Australia, nobody can pronounce it. Um, so I'm an online coach and accredited sports nutritionist. Um, I got into fitness years ago when I started doing CrossFit, but then um, when I came to Australia, did a lot of traveling, lived the backpacker life for a while, and basically gained over 10 kilos I think in my first year in Australia and that's that was before a, that's a good I, time. <laughs> I know yeah <laughs> too, much <party. laughs> too many good times <laughs> um, and I just remember feeling really lost on what to do and how to actually lose the weight because I didn't have any like background in fitness at that point and you know I was trying running like restricting calories uh, eventually I started doing home workouts and just followed a home workout program and then finally worked up the courage to get into the gym and started doing weights and uh, then discovered a bit more about nutrition and macro tracking. Nice. And that was really a game changer for me. And that kind of sparked my interest then in um, learning more about nutrition, learning more um, about fitness. Um, so I studied my PT certs here in Australia. I also did a certificate in applied sports nutrition. So I became an accredited sports nutritionist and then um, just basically wanted to help females like, who probably went through or going through similar situation to what I had, where I just felt so lost and confused about all the information out there of what you should do to lose weight. And, you know, everyone just thinks calorie deficit, like, and just cut calories as much as possible. Yeah. And everyone thinks they should do heaps of cardio and people are just like not seeing results because that's, you know, all they're told. And yeah. 
they're trying all these different types of fad diets and nothing is sustainable and um, so my main goal really is just like to not only help like females like bridge that gap and learn how to sustainably lose fat but also yeah. educate them as well in the process so they understand what to do and they can actually maintain their results long term yeah that's that's cool isn't it? i think education is a big a big part of it i think a lot of people think that if they just get a a four-week meal plan and stick to that then they'll be they'll be set for life when really that's that's not the case um and just before we go into a little bit more nutrition-based stuff just are you like what type of training are you doing now are you doing crossfit what you said you just finished training there like oh, what what type of training are you doing just now? not not anymore not yeah, CrossFit. i did crossfit <laughs> i did crossfit for a few years when i first got into strength training and i definitely think it was beneficial for me to, to start off that way because i learned the basics of strength training um, from some really good coaches back then uh, but i think crossfit it's great for people that are good at it but if you're not very athletic it's very difficult <laughs> to do it without getting injured so yeah i fell into that path and got injured quite a few times and then um just got into doing strength training more bodybuilding style strength training yep and that's what I'm yeah Okay, cool. But you, do you did you used to like CrossFit? You enjoy it when you did it? Loved it. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. So difficult. Yeah, it's it's, it's very hard. It's it's quite different to going in and just doing like an hour of like bodybuilding type strength gym training, if you want to call it that, compared to CrossFit. Like CrossFit is a lot more intense. Um Exactly. I remember like going to the CrossFit gym and just like feeling so nervous going yeah. to the gym knowing what that was ahead of me you've done yeah. it as well yeah yeah i used to i used to play um play rugby and we used to go and do fitness for that and i remember the first time we went they were they were doing a test for it and it was i think it was i can't remember what they called it but i think it was a thousand rep challenge and it was 10 exercises 100 reps on each and it was like deadlifts calorie rows <laughs> like it's just brutal you ended up like crawling out and never wanted to go back but it, it is quite addictive it is good it is it's the atmosphere as well and the support, I think. Yeah. Everybody's cheering each other on, which is really yeah. nice. Community type, community type thing, which is great. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. So what made you become a coach? Like, what, why did you want to become a coach? I guess seeing that it is possible to get results while, like, not being super restrictive on your diet. And, you know, I guess seeing what's out there with regards to, like you said, you know, it, four week plans and people following meal plans and having all this restriction. And mm -hmm. a lot of people then think that's the actual, that's the only way that they can get results or get abs. And when I, you know, first learned about um, more about nutrition, more about training and starting to understand nutrition better, uh, it just became so much clearer and easier how you can actually get a result and sustain that result and not be in fear of regaining the weight again because you now understand what to do yeah and i just want to be able to pass that education on to my clients so that they don't have to like fear weight gain or fear like you know to getting to a certain point and then losing all their results because they actually understand what they need to do with regards to nutrition and training yeah and it all comes back to that education part and i like to say like yeah. something i like to say um with my clients is after they've worked with me i like i like to get them into position where they they want to work with me but don't need to so they they they're enjoying it they're enjoying the accountability like the community that they've got but um they they still they know what they need to do and 
whether it's trying to gain weight, lose weight, obviously calories are going to dictate that. So if they've got a solid understanding of calories and what they need to do, then that's going to be the, the biggest um, sort of factor. And yeah, so what would you say you focus with, with your clients? Focus on. Well, I think obviously, like you said yourself, nutrition, like um, calories are number one when it comes to changing your body composition. Um, but a big focus of what I do is on the education side of things, but also on mindset and understanding like how your mindset can impact your, your overall outcome and your results. Because a lot of people have a lot of limiting beliefs around what they can actually achieve. Um, but a lot of females really have like some really um, mitigating mindset factors, I guess, towards um, weight loss and yeah. just towards food in general. And, you know, working on overcoming that is huge because so many people turn to food as like an emotional response. And it's more about looking at that and understanding, you know, why they're doing that and helping them overcome it and just helping them create better focuses and better habits so that then they can actually, I guess, <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going with that one, <laughs> but just kind of sustain what they're doing long term. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, a big factor. I think that often it's it's all too easy to like overcomplicate it and try and th think. So if, if I got a client in who wasn't really used to tracking calories or, or anything like that, I think like the worst thing that could be done is to try and overwhelm them and give them like a protein goal, a carb, a carb goal, a fat goal, calorie goal. And then that's just the nutrition side of things obviously then there's training and, and all the other sides so i think basically keeping it simple is going to be going to be a, a key a key factor to help them progress and as you say like the education behind it and just being being consistent with it is, is a big part yeah. do, you, do you focus Absolutely. a lot on consistency yeah 100 percent. and like you said about keeping it simple like i make sure that when clients start with me we're not changing everything at once because i think that's where so many people go wrong they yep. decide okay, i'm going to make a change uh, and then they're just changing everything they're bringing in a training program they're trying to change the way they eat completely and there's so many factors that they're changing that they just get to probably like midweek and they give up on it because it's just too difficult and um, so i like to just keep it really simple like you said starting off and um, when a client starts with me we'll just work on nutrition for the first two weeks without even looking at the training side of things because i think it's really important to get their head around that. And most girls, when they come to me, have been in a deficit, even maybe unknown to themselves for a prolonged period. So it's about bringing them out of that deficit, getting them to maintenance calories, and just getting them consistent, like you said, with that. So there's yeah. not any restriction involved right away. It's just getting consistency with their food intake and then getting them understanding what they should be eating and making better choices um, in their meals throughout the day. Yeah, and I think a lot of people also focus on trying to remove foods um from their diet and thinking about no i'm not allowed that no i can't have that and thinking almost like that mindset around good food v bad food and i think that the more that we can get away from that and the more we can think about more of a balanced diet rather rather than saying i can't have that i'm not allowed that and it, it all goes back to like that slimming world thing where they they talk about sense um it's just not a good way to sort of work around food, I don't think, in my opinion. Okay, um, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, go for it. And the thing is, like, um, the more that you restrict something, the more you want it. And yeah. that's been proven like time and time. 
And I know like I have been through that process like in the past where I would cut out certain foods and you just reach a point where you crave that food so much then um, that you just go overboard on it. So yeah. the best thing is to just take a more moderation type approach and include those foods like but you know you don't need to necessarily have the entire bar of chocolate if you want some chocolate it's just about having one piece and kind of teaching yourself that little bit of willpower and discipline as well yeah it's like when you're at school and the teacher said to you not to swing in the chair the the last thing you're going to do is not swing (laughs) in your chair (laughs) Um, (laughs) and yeah like how how might you work with someone to try and decrease the stress? Like how, how do you go about working with people who might find them emotionally eating or stress eating? Uh, well, it's more about thinking like, where is that thought pattern coming from? First of all, I work mm-hmm. with a lot of my girls on, you know, just like journaling and writing down how they're feeling more yeah. so as like the first approach rather than reaching for food as like something to soothe like if they've had a bad day or a stressful day or um you know that shouldn't be like the first point of call it's more like taking a step back and just thinking okay why am i feeling like this what can i actually do that's going to benefit me because eating food and you know maybe overeating food because i'm feeling stressed is going to actually leave me feeling worse afterwards but what can i do to nourish that emotion where i'll end up feeling better afterwards i might be going for a walk calling a friend and going for a bath you know things like that and just finding a better coping strategy because emotional eating is something that is inherent in all of us and you know from like the early years and so it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just not a good coping strategy and it's about finding a better strategy to deal with these things yeah, and I think a big part of it um, is just being aware of it and being aware of when you're doing it. And um, if you do find yourself like reaching to the cookie cupboard or whatever it is, when you find yourself stressed, even just grabbing a pen and just just noting a few things down. And, and it, I find like even writing stuff down, it almost takes it out of your brain and puts it onto paper. And straight away, you feel less stressed about things because you can see it. And almost like saying it out loud or writing it down, it, may, it takes away that stress to, to yeah. somewhat um, straight away. And it's like understanding that you are not your thoughts. Like, you know, we all have like, I think it was like 90,000 thoughts a day. Um, so, yeah. you know, understanding that, you know, thoughts come and go, you're not your thoughts and kind of disassociating yourself from that, like you said, and just yeah. taking a step. Yeah, 100%. And so why would you say nutrition is number one because it's it's very easy to get overwhelmed in the sort of health and fitness world so so why would you say nutrition might be number one well it's the best way to create um a calorie deficit and just create that level of energy balance if you need to achieve your result because a lot of people think that you know if i just do heaps and heaps of cardio and then I can eat whatever I want. But yeah. people uh, overestimate the amount of calories that <laughs> cardio is going to burn yeah, and how much sure. cardio they're going to have. Whereas you could be much smarter about it and make some tweaks to your diet and see a lot more changes without even probably doing any cardio. And that way you actually understand nutrition as a part of the process as well. And it's much more simpler to control. Yeah, and it does again. All, all all of them come back to it, but education and just having an understanding, um, because you could, yes, as you say, it's very easy to consume 
a, a larger number of calories um, and it's going to be a lot harder to outtrain that. And I think it's, I think it's be, more and more people are, are trying to track their calorie, calorie uh, their energy expenditure through like Apple watches or Fitbits or whatever. And, and these are largely inaccurate. So the more we can focus on the amount of calories, the amount of that we're taking into our body, we're going to, it's much easier to control what we're taking in than what we're putting out. So the more you can, the more you can control that, the better I would say. And I think also there is just such a big gap in the knowledge that people have about nutrition because yep. you don't learn all this stuff in school. And I think that's the biggest part of the problem that people are just really confused about what they should be doing. And there's so much in the media, you know, with all these quick fixes and, um, you know, these ready meals and so on that people sign Skinny up jobs. to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of names that it's going to be different yeah. over here today. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just that basic nutrition. And once people start understanding that, then everything starts to come together and it's so much simpler. And like, how, how did you start learning? I know you've done your, your courses, but what would you say was the, the biggest part for you? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that one. <laughs> um, I guess, well, I mean, you know, Google is all, always has lots of answers to everything. Um, I did uh, read, I got, I got quite into like reading about nutrition. Um, okay. And then of course, you know, Instagram, everybody's always yeah. um, posting, but there's, there's a lot of good Instagram accounts, you know, that have like good um, yeah. evidence-based uh, information out there as well. And what about like, did, so have you, what's your approach to nutrition? Do you like try and track your food? Do you like, how do you go about it? Yeah, I'm a big advocate of um, tracking macros uh, because okay. that's where I saw the biggest results when I first started my own fitness journey. And um, at the beginning, I was just trying to eat clean and eat healthy. And um, like we were saying earlier, you know, restricting certain foods, but yeah. I found I would be super healthy Monday to Friday and then the weekend would come and, you know, I'd go out and with friends to dinner, brunch or whatever. And then you'd eat like one bad thing and think, okay, the whole week is ruined because now I've just yeah. ruined my clean eating week. Um, and, you know, it's probably making a little bit of progress during the week, but then weekend calories were just like off yeah. the charts. Um, and yeah. so I wasn't really doing myself any favors. Uh, then I started um, to learn more about macros and just basically what food is made up of, like how much protein, fats and carbs a person should be eating and how that impacts their body composition. And it was the biggest game changer for me um, because I saw results like within a few weeks, whereas before I was just kind of going around yeah. in circles, felt like yeah. I was never making any progress. Um, and then I think from a point of view of coaching, it's really useful because you, you give a client the tools to be able to understand nutrition themselves. So it's yes. not necessarily about telling them like what they should be eating. It's giving them the tools to make those choices themselves. And um, so I always say to my clients, when you're not going to have a meal plan, I'm going to give you some guidelines on how to structure your eating throughout the day, but you can then choose like what foods you want to fit in with within that structure. So then they have the freedom to build it the way they want. Yeah. I'm exactly the same as you. I, like I, I sort of went Monday to Friday, went out the weekend, a good, a good feed on a, a Sunday and then, and uh, back to it on Monday. So definitely like being able to track my food is definitely where I learned. 
And you probably get the same thing that people come up to you and ask you like, oh, how do you know how many calories is in that? How do you know how many calories is in that? And it's just through experience. It's just through doing it yourself and just learning almost on the job. Um, so yeah, like I think that that's a big, a big part of it. And I think that it's not that people have to track their whole life after it. Maybe, maybe you enjoy tracking and you like it. I enjoy tracking and, and, um, I do it just because I can, I know the benefits and I can see it. But I think for anyone who's stuck, who's just starting out, it's a really good, it's a really good thing to focus on because it does educate you and on how many calories is in what, how, how many carbs, how many fat protein, especially. Um, so that's just, again, it, it makes you much more aware of, of what you're actually consuming. Um, so, yeah, and it's a really good way of measuring and actually. Oh. Sorry, go for it. <laughs> sorry. I just there was a... <laughs> a, delay, a delay on the line over here to Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just going to say on your point, um, it's just a really good way of being able to then measure like what you're actually doing. Whereas if you were to just take the approach of trying to eat healthy, like you can't actually like measure um, that progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all it's very common for people to think eating healthy just will mean that they lose weight and that's not necessarily the case and in fact even even this morning i put up something on my instagram which was like a scramble eggs with salmon and a bagel and i did like the the quiz thing on on instagram and oh yeah like people it's a good way to test people and just people's knowledge and I, i've not checked it in the last wee while but um people were generally guessing the lowest calorie option when it was the highest so i think it was like it was 650 but most people were guessing like 500 and it just goes yeah. to show that people think eating healthy is low calorie and um low calorie doesn't necessarily mean healthy and healthy doesn't necessarily mean low calorie exactly like another example is like the acai bowls you know yeah. the, like the smoothie bowl do you know and that's i wish we got them over here more but that's i know you get them a lot in australia we hardly get them here don't get them at all oh yeah must be the, the tropical climate over here <laughs> yeah 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 but sorry Couldn't we have the there in scotland <laughs> 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 but yeah they're like people always think that's going to be the healthiest option on the breakfast menu when they're probably like eight nine hundred calories uh, yeah. because of the amount of toppings that they're on them yeah and although it is it's all good foods you've just got to be aware of the calories in it and obviously yeah we've got a good understanding of calories but the everyday person might not realize how many calories are in that yeah so true so where might you say most people go wrong with nutrition i think coming back to what you said earlier like the two main things i would say is lack of knowledge and lack of consistency. Um, yep. And like you were saying, the consistency is a big thing because I think so many people make the mistake that you and I have made in the past where they're consistent with their intake for, you know, maybe four or five days during the week and then the weekend is just free for all. Yep. Or they try to take a certain approach towards their diet, but they expect results in a really short um, period of time and mm -hmm. then give up try something else so they're basically jumping from one approach to the next week after week and they're never staying consistent with one thing for long enough to actually see if it works and get a result and i think that is huge um, and understanding the 
that how much is being consistent with your intake, with your calorie intake over a period of time can improve your body composition. Yeah. I think that's a, that comes down to as well, like a big part of having a coach is the accountability aspect. Um, and mm-hmm. just knowing that you have someone there that's going to guide you and, and chances are, if you were doing it yourself, you'd probably be like, Anna, this isn't working. I need to change it. Whereas the, the likelihood is it's, it's maybe just that you've not been, been doing it long enough or you've not been consistent enough with it. And that's often the, the problem. And I'm, I'm sure you find that with your own clients, do you? Absolutely. And it's something I was just, just came into my mind there. Um, I run an online program as well where um, clients can sign up and basically it's um, a six to eight week mini cut where they learn how to start um, calculating their own calories and macros and then uh, adjust them week on week if needs be in order to maintain their progress. And what everyone wants to do is make changes every week when you don't actually need to. Um, So I went through a whole flow chart of like, understanding you know whether you need to actually change your calories or not and the first question always is have you been consistent with your intake for the last few weeks because if you haven't been consistent why are you changing anything (laughs) yeah you can't you can't you can't say something's not working if you're not if you're not doing it uh exactly that's definitely that's definitely a big part so when when might you suggest to someone that they they change the amount of calories they're consuming well, if they're consistent, first of all, for a period of time, so we'd look at consistency over a two-week period, um, and then if we're not seeing the rate of fat loss that we're expecting, um, then we obviously, first of all, would look at, you know, if there are any other factors playing into it, you know, sometimes uh-huh. obviously stress, sleep, and so on can impact results, um, mm-hmm. and then if that's not the case, then we can look at making some changes to calories. But calories are always kind of the last thing to change we want to look at everything else first because there are so many other factors that can play into it and you always want to be dieting on the highest calories possible you don't want to start cutting yeah. calories right away and then be on really low calories really quickly because you've nowhere to, no big over yeah and it's kind of like not trying to trying to keep as many tools as you can because you could you could start a diet and you could then go straight away to super low calories, as much cardio as you can every week. But then where do you go from there? So it's all about trying to use, almost use your tools as slowly as you can. Um, yeah, don't play all your cards at once. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and like where, where might you focus um, people, people diet-wise? So if someone was come to come to you, what would be maybe three questions that you might ask them as to how they can progress as fast as they can or as, as best they can as optimally? Well, I guess first getting an understanding of where they're at the moment with regards to their nutrition, like what they're eating on a yep. daily basis. And that's one of the questions I always go through with new clients, uh, just to get an understanding of whether they are actually eating three balanced meals at least in a day, because the majority yep. of people are quite busy with their lives and tend to just snack or skip yep. breakfast and then not eat anything for lunchtime and then or even skip the entire day if they're really busy yeah, and yeah, not eat yeah. the evening. And yeah, then it's just yeah, nothing is um consistent throughout their day. Um so just first of all looking at that and then um I think a big thing is just to focus on how you can actually build a really good meal and understanding, you know, looking at your protein first adding in um, some plant sources, so some veggies or um, fruit, so you get your fiber, and then yep. adding um, some carbohydrates with that. And once you cover those three basics, you've got a really good healthy meal. And 
Um, that's as simple as possible, like to make it to begin with. And once people start doing that and trying to maybe cut out the mindless snacking and focus mostly on their main meals, uh, they'll start to feel a lot better. And then the next thing I would look at is increasing protein and just focusing a little bit more on understanding where you can get your protein from. And that's where a lot of people go wrong as well. They think when they have to increase their protein because most people are generally under eating protein. Yeah, yeah. They think the only way they can improve that is to start adding in protein shakes or protein bars. The best and easiest way is just to look at what you're currently having for protein and increase the quantity of that. If you're having small yogurt with breakfast, maybe have a bigger yogurt. If you're having a small um, bit of chicken with your lunch, maybe just increase the size of that. And those are just some simple tweaks that people can make without having to overhaul everything they're doing. Yeah, definitely. And I was like, when people are eating is often overlooked, but I think people, as you say, like tend to maybe get up late for work and then they're in a rush. So they just grab something super fast. So maybe a cup of coffee and then out the door straight to work, like a quick lunch on the go, nothing prepared. So they're then running into shop and it's, it's kind of reactive to the day. Whereas if the more I think proactive people can be in and trying to think about, right, what time do I need to get up to get breakfast? What, what can I then have for lunch? What can I have for dinner? And just being a bit more prepared makes a massive difference. And it takes away that stress and that whole reactive thing. And, and it definitely being proactive will really, really help them. I, th- I would say, would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's actually something that uh, people go wrong with when they first get into learning how to track macros a lot of people you know see tracking macros as being like the solution and and then they get into it get my yeah. fitness pal start um, tracking everything but they eat it and then they track it afterwards and then they yeah. wonder why they can't hit their macros when yeah. like you said the best thing they can do is just take take a little bit of time to plan ahead and plan out what you're going to eat the following day and yeah. so that you're not on the back foot of what you're doing yeah, that's a, a very common one that I get with new clients. Um, like females will start and then they will track as they go and then they'll get to night mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I've, got, I've gone way over calories or I, I can't have anything else. So definitely a, a, a big piece of advice I try and give people is to, if, especially if they're new to it, try and, try and plan it a little bit more and, and try and do it even the night before. So then that's making you think ahead. It's, it's ingraining these sort of, good habits into your lifestyle, which are, are only going to benefit you. Absolutely. Um, and so what would you say are the benefits of tracking your macros? I think mostly just giving people a better understanding of what's in the food they're eating. Mm-hmm. Because like you said before, there's a lot of foods that are um, advertised as healthy and may inherently be healthy, but you may have to just look at the quantities you're eating of these foods and how they're going to fit in, you know, with your goals. And I think um, when you start looking at tracking macros, um, it just teaches you a bit more about the components of the foods you're eating and, you know, the fiber content, the protein, the carbs, the fats, and gaining a better understanding of that. So it's just your basic foundation of nutrition, really. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, totally agree. And again, I, I think that being able to track your calories, track your macros, it, it empowers you. And I feel like a lot of people are a bit worried about it and a bit worried about doing it. But I think the more you can do it and the more you, you learn, the more you understand, the more empowered you feel because it's increasing your knowledge. You've learned 
and therefore you can then if you know if you've got a calorie goal and it doesn't have to be one number it could be a range so let's say rather than setting yourself a goal of 1700 calories you could go between 16 and 1800 and it just makes it much more doable um, but as soon as you know then you've got something to aim for and then you can add in a step target and then you've got a step target and it, it, it does help sort of empower you and, and gives you some tangible things to focus on mm -hmm. absolutely and it's quantifiable as well you know it's not like you're shooting in the dark towards a goal because yeah. Like if you have something that you can quantify like that, you know that once you actually hit these numbers each day, you're making progress towards your goal and it's actually going to work for you. And then I think coming back to what you said about a lot of people have a little bit of fear about and starting to track their food or track macros because they think they're going to have to do this forever. Yeah. But like you said, it just teaches you more about food. So then you can make better choices yourself in the future. You'll be able to look at meals and understand like what's in it and choose better foods without then having to obviously weigh and track everything further down the track once you've achieved your goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just, the, it comes back to the whole education and just learning and just, just understand that it's a process and it's not gonna happen overnight. Um, so last sort of thing, what would be your top three tips for anyone coming in trying to lose fat and change their bodies? Top three tips. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, narrowing it down. Uh, I would say, number one, keep it simple. Don't try to focus on changing a million things at once. Just yep. focus on one thing nice. at a time. Uh, number two would be, be consistent. So decide what you're going to do and stick with it for at least a month. Yep. Um, otherwise, you're not going to see results. And number three, I would have to say is mindset and just understanding like your reason behind doing this like your, your why because it always comes down to that like if you have a tough day or a tough week you need to have a good reason why you're doing this because that will push you forward on the days that you're not feeling great and will motivate you on the good days as well amazing i would 100 percent agree yeah couldn't, couldn't agree more <laughs> awesome. um, we're on the same page <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're we're on the same page. <laughs> um, cool. So, where can people find you if they want to sort of give you a follow on social media? Yeah. So my Instagram is activelyifa. That's A O I F E, and um, <laughs> the same thing yeah. on Facebook. And my website is I have a little shortened uh, version at the moment. It is bit.ly forward slash empowered results coaching nice i like that i like that name empowered results yeah, coaching yeah the I like word it. Empower earlier. i was like it, there we go yeah. <laughs> yeah. i stole it from you <laughs> <laughs> yeah without even knowing <laughs> yeah exactly um what's on for the rest of the night anything exciting oh well it's nearly bedtime soon we've got to get up early in the morning it's sunrise is at like 5 30 here so i try to to get up early and get a good early start to the day so that means bed early as well nice that was a that was a little bit of the australian twang there the oh, early. No. <laughs> it, well, it definitely was <laughs> i don't even recognize it anymore i'm surrounded by aussies all the time <laughs> <laughs> um cool so um yeah was very good to talk to you and i'm sure the listeners will find that very useful um and thanks for chatting and i'm sure we'll catch up soon
Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Finlay. Thank you. Have a nice day and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon.